Welcome to the newest installment of The Voice Speaks. I am Olufemi Nathan Oshako, Executive Director of Eternal Crown Ministries and host of this podcast. We yet continue to study the life of David, the man after God's own heart. And in our studies today, we'll be going through 2 Samuel chapter, or I should say, uh, chapter 8, verses 1 through 14, just looking at David's military might, uh, some of the wonderful things that he was able to do and accomplish as a warrior, for he was definitely a warrior king. And I mean, when you think about David, you immediately think of David and Goliath. That's what generally pops in the head of most of the world. That's how he gained his name. He gained his name through military conquest. After that, or I should say after defeating Goliath, then they start singing songs about him. David killed, or I should say Saul killed his thousands. David killed his ten thousands. And that really kind of led to Saul persecuting and his many failed attempts at killing David because he was jealous because his little guy in my army my son-in-law is getting all the praise we were talking about him and not talking about me again this all stemmed from his military conquest and on top of that you think about it David was courageous enough to do what Saul would not Saul was there all that time all those days when Goliath would come out and say send me someone to fight Israel send someone and Saul didn't go but David went chapter 8 speaks about some of David's victories uh, some of the tactics that he used but most importantly I believe it shines a light on the heart of David and his heart uh, during this time as, as a warrior so in verse 2 it deals with some of his tactics one of which was like a psychological uh, warfare tactic after he defeated Moab he then killed two thirds of the people but he didn't just go through and, and slay them all he had them laying out on the ground all of them everybody lay down marked off a certain amount okay you all live and the rest of you are gone I know they had to strike fear into the hearts of many who heard of it much like fear was in the heart of the people living in Canaan when Israel had been released from Egypt and was coming over to take the land. They knew of the plagues. They knew of how God had wiped out, I mean, utterly decimated Egypt. And they were scared. And I'm sure that this kind of tactic also struck fear in the heart of those who David would go against. It puts me in the mind of someone like Mike Tyson or Ronda Rousey. These were devastating fighters that struck such fear in the hearts of their opponents that many of them were beaten before the fight even started 
that again may have helped David as he continued to go forward and do military exploits but these tactics also helped with those that were left behind because not everyone was wiped out David would then put garrisons within some of these cities so kind of like Big Brother he kept his presence felt among them by having some of his representatives there in those cities and within this specific passage talks primarily about him putting garrisons in Damascus uh, which is the capital of Syria as well as in Edom and we know that Edom uh, they are the descendants of Esau and because of them being the descendants of Esau uh, Edom has had a interesting relationship with Israel sometimes they get together with Israel and fight and then other times they would fight against Israel and in this case David got a lot of fame by slaying Edom like 18,000 Edomites in one battle and in order to keep order he would have his representatives there think about South Korea currently the Korean War was never really finished it just kind of stopped they were like okay well no one won but South Korea you take this part North Korea you take this part and uh, the US decided okay since the South is for democracy just to kind of keep the North on their toes keep them in line we're going to station our people here in South Korea just to, to keep things in line this is the reason why the North Korea talks really big and I'm not um, I don't put it past their leadership to wage war because that's just a part of, of the, the ethos of the people you have to give pause when you know that a mighty military force is just across your border this is one of the reasons why when they do and they being the US and Korea do joint exercises and North Korea gets upset because like you flexing your muscle right here like you, you're gonna do something and you know I wish you would because I, I got I got some things I can do to you too but again this was I'm saying all this to say that David kept garrisons in these different cities to keep the people that were there in order why did he leave those people he left them because they then would give tribute to David they then became servants of David and servants of Israel and that was a real nice way to bring passive income to the kingdom every year you got money coming in just because you beat them in battle and those things still happen today uh, in Haiti uh, though the Haitian government or the people leading the Haitian government won the war against France in order to keep France from continuing to fight against them they have to pay tribute to this day to France uh, and that's part of the reason why the nation is, is crippled now because it's crippled in debt but anyway, I, I digress. We're talking about a lot of world history and things. Uh, Want to show how 
David used his mic and some of the things that made him special. For eons, this has been how kingdoms have expanded their territories. They have defeated others, taken their lands and made it theirs. In doing so, then everything within the land, the resources of the land and whatever goods that had been acquired by the inhabitants of the land became the property of the conqueror. And this is how many kingdoms and kings specifically set themselves up as as having the the resources, I should say. This is how they established the resources and and really gave themselves the wealth that goes along with becoming a king. It was through the spoils that they got. And David got a lot of stuff. uh, As you read through verses 7 through 10, it talks about the shields of gold that he took, the great quantity of bronze that he was able to acquire. And then because of taking out certain people, the common uh, enemy of those people like, hey, you didn't, you don't like him? He's been getting on my nerves. Thank you for taking him out. Good looking out. And since you did that, here, let, let me give you some things, you know, just to say, I appreciate you taking care of our common foe so David then acquired more gold and more silver and more bronze and all of these things for his treasury but instead of adding it to his treasury per se verses 11 through 12 show that he dedicated these things to God so even though he had all these golden shields and this vast amount of bronze and silver and all these wonderful precious metals instead of using it to establish himself and make his name great he used it to build the kingdom of God this really shows the heart of David yeah I'm out here and I'm fighting and I'm doing these things now I'm expanding this kingdom But it's not my kingdom. Though I'm the king, it's not my kingdom. This is God's. These are God's people. This is his land. He's given it to us, but it all belongs to God. And whatever victories I get, as it's stated in, to close out verse 14, David gave victory to God for, or should say he gave praise to God for giving him that victory. He understood that It was through God's power that these things were done. And this really kind of takes me back to what I was talking about before as David established himself. He did so taking out Goliath. Well, what gives a teenage boy the confidence to go against a man who has been slaying other men as long as this boy has been alive? He was like, well, Goliath, you're an uncircumcised Philistine. And that's, a, you know, a lot of big talk, but to make it plain, you're not in covenant with God and you are mocking the armies of God. What is wrong with you? You don't realize who we serve. And because you don't realize who we serve, 
I'm coming to you in the name of the God that I serve to take you out. He knew that his victory was in God. That's why he was able to challenge Goliath. That's why he had the victory. And it was because of his love for God that he gave bountifully to him for the things that, or I should say from the things that God allowed him to obtain throughout his conquest. So just some key points to remember. One, focus on the fact that like David, we are simply stewards of what God gives us. Whatever it is that we have, we have it because God allows us to have it. When we're gone, we don't have it anymore. True example of the fact that we don't own anything. It all belongs to God. He just allows us to hold on to it and manage it. Give him the glory for the victories that you have in your life. Whatever gifts you may have, uh, talents you may have. Yes, you've got them, but you've got them because God gave them to you. So give glory to God through them and give glory to God for them. As he blesses you, as you go about doing different things for the kingdom, make sure that you bless his kingdom with what he allows you to receive. So Selah, pause and think about this. Next week, we'll look more at David's heart as the king of Israel, not uh, so much as the warrior part, but just as a king. Until then, God bless. Keep it together.